Hey everyone, I'm Elizabeth McGee and welcome to another episode of Savvy Citizen. Today, Josh Braswell and I are talking with Linda Minguez from the Gaston County Cooperative Extension and we are going to talk about falls. We'll talk about stigma as we age, how to prevent falls, and about the Extension's Matter of Balance program. Hello everyone, uh, we are here today again with Linda Mingus, the family and consumer science agent from the Cooperative Extension, and she is here today to talk with us about falls, fall prevention, the surprisingly large cost of falls. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here today. Certainly. So first, let's start with something that you just mentioned before we press record. Anyone can be a victim of falls. Absolutely. In fact, you know, as we were getting ready for this program, and I think probably all of us are 55 and younger, we'll leave it at that. And we've all mentioned that we've had a fall. Mm -hmm. And the longer I've been doing this program, you know, the more I hear of folks saying, you know, I just had a fall. In fact, one of our physical therapists who comes out and talks to some of our matter of balance participants always shares that she was doing a long 5k run. At the end of her run, she was fidgeting with her watch, had a major fall, had to have surgery. I mean, it was a huge, huge, in just an instance. So we're talking about someone young, Mm -hmm. physically fit Mm -hmm. in the field of health and wellness and activity and having a fall. So it really can happen to anyone. I felt a little silly saying that, like, no, duh, anyone can fall. (laughs) But also it's, I mean, it, it can be costly. It can be very costly. And you know, one of the things that I had mentioned, and, and we talk about this in our program, the Matter of Balance program, and think about the cases in, or the instances that you have fallen. Mm-hmm. It, for me personally, with work, if I'm carrying totes or I've got a purse on one shoulder, a tote bag. Worst case scenario, falling down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> that happens as well. It so has happened to me within the past year for sure. Absolutely. So <laughs> we don't slow down. Yeah. And that happens to many of us because we're multitasking. And regardless of your age and your fitness level, that can happen. So absolutely. So what are some things that ev- everyone can do to to like improve your balance. I I assume this is what the core of preventing falls is about is well being careful but also improving balance. Am I on target here? So <laughs> balance and physical activity are certainly some of the key factors, but it's amazing some of the additional factors and we can talk about those as well. But yes, balance and just having, you know, when especially when you think about um, strength and especially in women having both upper body and lower balance strength can be really important. And there's simple things you can do. Um, But many times, especially as we get older, if we have chronic conditions and if we've had an instance of falling, then we're afraid to be physically active because what might happen? We might fall, right? Or just injure, injure yourself in other ways. Exactly. So one of the things that we teach in our Matter Balance program and, you know, the research really supports that being physically active is very, very important. And in fact, being inactive is more of a high risk for falls 
than if you are going around and doing some activities. Interesting. Yeah, very much so. And some of our videos, especially through the National Council on Aging, we talk about it's so important to keep on moving, even if it looks different than what you did, you know, 20 years ago. But as we get older, it's so important to keep on moving. Sitting is very, very um, dangerous stuff when it comes to fall prevention. When we're looking at falls, are the are the potential injuries different for a young person versus someone in their 70s, 80s? That's a really good question. And, you know, it certainly can be one of the things that we talk about. And let me back up for just a moment and just talk briefly about the Matter Balance Program. So we do that program throughout Gaston County and in surrounding counties in partnership with our Area Council on Aging. And so here in Gaston County, we have staff and volunteers from Extension, from the Senior Center, and from other community groups that help teach this. And we offer a 16-hour program that's offered at no cost to individuals across the county. And so we talk about identifying your risk for falls. But one of the key things that we start about talking about is the fear of falling. So fear is a huge issue. And Often, in fact, I've talked to, we've been doing this program now for probably 10 years at least. And over that time, I have spoken to a lot of older adults who have a severe falling to the point they have not been in their backyard. But guess what? They've never had a fall. So fear can really be a very powerful factor that causes people to avoid certain activities like going out and being social. Mm -hmm. So we actually, in this program, we spend much of our time working through some of the decisions that we make and trying to make this fear of falling less of what we call a red light moment. Mm -hmm. If you think of like a stoplight, Mm -hmm. um, many times people will avoid situations like going to their backyard because Maybe there's limbs and there's acorns and it's not balanced. And those are fears, uh, you know, that create us to think that we may fall. Mm -hmm. And we try to teach them how to do it safely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot of components about that. But in addition to that program, and as I mentioned, it's an eight-session, excuse me, an eight-week program. In our third session, we start doing some of the balance activities and the endurance and the flexibility activities and we start working that into that um, by session three. So it's interesting when we are marketing the program and talking to folks, I try to explain to them it's more than an exercise program, yeah. but it's not just a lecture-based program. Mm-hmm. There's also a component, a 16-page document of doing a home audit that really was developed on a national level, working with different occupational therapists and physical therapists so that you can go and look at each room in your home, bathroom, kitchen, bedrooms, to identify risky areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, I think about my mom when she was alive. She had all these little area rugs in the Mm -hmm. house. And I hear a lot of older adults who have said, once you have a fall or you've had a fear of falling, those boogers come out, <laughs> and they re- they're removed. Yeah. We also, on the home audit, and that's kind of at the end of the pro- program, we talk about, you know, 
do want to check around your yard in your entrance ways. Um, you know, in, in bathrooms are a big issue and bedrooms as well, but lighting is a big issue. Mm. You know, when you think about lighting and as we get older and we have to get up and go to the restroom a lot more frequently and making sure that lighting is very visible. And if you're like some of us where if you don't have glasses, you really can't navigate through your house very clearly. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of simple things that you can do that play an important role in preventing falls. Um, But one of the biggest things is slowing down when you're trying to do some of these things and and thinking about what you're doing. We also talk about how to use adaptive devices correctly. So that may be a cane. It may be a walker. And I've learned so much about those two devices since we've been doing Matter Balance because apparently there's some weight limitations on certain um, certain canes, which I never would have thought about. Oh, yeah, oh, me yeah. neither. And you also have to adjust them for your height. So we have one instructor who's very short, and she mentions that she had to adjust her cane. And then, of course, some of the walkers... Um, in terms of learning how to walk with them. And many times people are not using devices that were recommended for them or they've not been stepped through with their doctor, Mm -hmm. the physical therapist, or even their, you know, pharmacist. Um, Yeah, uh, that kind of device is not one that I would have thought that you need to get approved by a doctor but absolutely I guess you wouldn't I mean I don't know we everyone in this room is wearing glasses or contacts (laughs) and we rely on doctors to tell us the right kind of glasses to wear absolutely and so it makes sense that we would need a mobility assistant that is tailored to our bodies so we have a lot of information in our booklet that's provided and plus we either have we work with um, local physical therapists and registered nurses to come in and present some of that information and talk about that as well and people have a lot of um, questions and aha moments just like what we're talking about where Mm -hmm. they didn't realize they were using them properly or improperly. But here's another kicker. Um, Many people have these devices, very nice devices that for other folks in our community, it can be, it may be costly or, you know, they're inaccessible to them. Mm -hmm. But because of fears of making them look older or helpless, they don't want to use the devices that have been recommended for them. So this is reminding me of my grandfather. He really resisted the cane and I cuz I think he was embarrassed by it. But absolutely. We were all just it's going to be way more embarrassing when you fall in the parking lot and we can't lift you up. <laughs> and we talk about that and you know we talk about all of those those fears and our thoughts about falls and as we're getting older and um you know there's it becomes very emotional when you hear some stories about people's experiences with falls and as as a daughter a child or a a grandchild it's so hard to have those conversations with your parent about (laughs) about getting real about you know, we, we need to get serious about your health and that this is a danger for you. And, you know, that is a great point because many times, because we talk about that, and there's several different questionnaires that we discuss 
throughout the Matter of Balance program. And one of them is about your own level of comfort in talking to your family, your mm-hmm. children, your health care providers. Because many folks, they may have had a very bad fall, but guess what? They don't want their doctors to know. Why do you think that might be the case? Because they don't want to get stigmatized. There's stigma about it. Absolutely. About being a frail old person. No, of course no one wants to be seen and that way. what if you're going to make take away my rights so that I'm oh. living oh, independently? Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that's been really great for us in Gaston County, working with adult services, the staff that are trained now through the Matter of Balance program, we even provide information to help people understand what your rights are mm-hmm. and in terms of the complexity that, you know, you do need to let your health care provider know and you know unless we kind of go through a little bit of information about you know it's very difficult for your rights to ever be taken away and almost impossible as long as you're a competent person Mm -hmm. Um, and what what when you say competent what do you mean? Meaning legally, you know, as long as you're legally defined by the court system. And Ruth Murphy, one of our adult specialists, mentions that, you know, we as adults have, we are able to make poor choices. That's our legal right, <laughs> you know. And so just because, you know, a family member thinks that we should be doing something differently does not mean that we're incompetent. So, so she, is there like a test legally to determine that? That is determined through the court system. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot to get to that point. Okay. But what we try to help people understand is that, you know, talking to your doctor and letting them know that you've had a fall is not going to take away your legal rights. And that you, you know, there are many times just reviewing your medications. Mm-hmm. And we see this numerous times, perhaps your blood pressure medication needs to be adjusted. Oh. Maybe you started a new medication. Maybe you've had a cold or a bug and you're taking an over-counter cough medicine that's caused issues. And we also talk about how to work with and the accessibility of your healthcare system. So talking with your pharmacist and having your medications reviewed, mm-hmm. um, letting your doctor know because sometimes you have medication changes and maybe your side effects have changed, you know. So it's just really important to have that level of conversation. But again, many folks are concerned and afraid to have it. And even if they've had a fall and they have been admitted into the hospital, um, I've been to several different conferences, and there's been discussion from other, you know, um, healthcare professionals that have mentioned that, you know, then you start unveiling that falls have been going on for a while mm-hmm. for individuals, and you know, there's a lot of underlying issues with that, um, but. The other thing that I'll mention is, um, you know, like what we were talking about, the fear can be so overwhelming, um, and I've I've heard several instances where folks have had, you know, they were bringing groceries in, and folks who were less than 65, and they had a major fall, ended up having, like, you know, broken arm, Mm -hmm. a hip, had major um, health issues from that, and that... It was, al- it was so traumatic, it was almost a PTSD type of experience and where they started avoiding, you know, where the fall occurred. Wow. Yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotion behind the fear of falling. So in addition to the physical activity exercises, we do talk about a lot of things you can control, the conversations you need to have, identifying your medications, and this home audit. 
And we talk about being assertive with fall management. Um, one of the examples, and this one always just breaks my heart, um, you know, many times individuals will have like a, a button, you know, like a safety mm-hmm. audit system, you know, yeah. like we're a safety system on. And so if they fall, they can press a button or it may go off automatically. Uh-huh. The physical therapist has shared that sometimes they've had a situation where someone has fallen and they have laid in the floor for eight to 12 to 16 hours and never pressed the button. Even though they had it with them. Even though it was on their person. Yeah. Wow, that stigma is deep. Yeah, the fear so, is deep. Yeah, and so I sometimes wonder how much shock has occurred and how, you know, especially if you've had, you know, if you're on a blood thinner and you're starting to have some internal yeah. injuries and um, the issues that are going on. So having your cell phone or a phone with you throughout your house, we do talk about that. We also talk about and provide information about how to get up from a fall. And teaching that so that you can Uh practice, you know, getting on the floor and getting up when you have someone in your home with you who can sort of safely help with that. What is a recommendation? Should you wait to get up until there's someone there to assist you? Well, one of the key things is once you have a fall is taking a moment just to kind of self-assess. What ends up happening, you know, if you have a fall and you're out in public or somewhere, people instantly want to start helping you up. Yeah. You know, that's often the case. And we really need to back off from that and let people kind of monitor, you know, kind of we have this whole process and information of, you know, checking each limb and Uh seeing where you are. Um, Because if you've had a fracture, it may be that you shouldn't try to get up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do want people to have an assessment of doing that. So we st- there's several steps through that. And then we talk about how you can get to a stationary object. It might be like a secure chair in your home or a piece of furniture. And that even if you have to crawl over and gradually get up. Um, so we talk about that. And also often falls happen in bathrooms. Yeah. Um, one of our instructors who was in her 80s mentioned that she had a fall in her bathtub and she could not get up from that. And she did have her cell phone and she had to get her daughter to come over. We've also heard experiences where people have, you know, when you think about your toilet, it may be right by the bathroom sink mm-hmm. and there's a space on each side. People sometimes fall in that space and you need assistance getting out so again that can be why having a phone with you or that life alert system can be so so important Um, but it really is it's almost like you have to practice and learn those steps Mm -hmm. on how to get up from a fall Um, I kind and I when we do this program I mentioned to folks you know in the fall time when we have see a lot more deer on the road Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about your defensive driving my husband will always say you need to start practicing and being on alert and thinking about how you're going to respond fall prevention is the same way when it comes to our older adults so we try to teach them and have them to practice those movements because you panic. You mm-hmm. know, when you fall, there's a level of stress. Mm-hmm. I have never had a severe injury, but if you've had a hip fracture or a concussion 
or you're on a blood thinner and you have something else going on, that could create a lot of stress and you may not recall what to do. So, of course, call for help. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing some of those key things of just doing your self-assessment can be a lifesaver. The um, Matter of Balance class, do you find that it's made up both of people who have had falls and it's driven them to the class? Or is it more people who are being proactive about trying to curb future incidences of that? That is a great question. It's usually probably a mixture of both. Um, Sometimes it's because people have been recommended by their doctors that, you know, you're starting to get to that point. But often it's where folks have started to have falls. And what I often hear is, I just fell and I don't know what happened. And that's what's so scary is when you hear folks, and, you know, keep in mind our instructors are trained in the matter of balance material, but we are not physical therapists. Mm -hmm. We are not occupational therapists. So that's where it really does become a teamwork approach of encouraging them to let their doctors know. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, there, there could be so many factors Involved, it's almost like you have to do a you know deduction of reasoning and being able to provide your team uh, more information. And recently, I've seen many of those cases. Um, we also have a lot of people who have said, you know, as a result of COVID, I really haven't been as active. And now I'm feeling weak, or maybe I got COVID and I lost a lot of weight and I lost muscle mass, so now I need to rebuild my strength. Mm -hmm. And sometimes folks have gone through physical therapy, and physical therapy is great, but there's an expense to that. And, you know, many older adults are on such limited budgets to begin with, so finding a program that is no cost is a great place to start for them. Mm -hmm. So we'll often get those referrals. Um, But I've laughed and said... For most part, the people who come to these classes are very proactive. They're seeking information. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, on occasion, we'll have a situation where someone, I don't want to say they've been dragged there, but especially (laughs) um, couples where one is coming for the other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see some of the attitudes changing. But part of what makes this program so valuable is that it's a sharing of ideas. Much of the time, you know, they're helping each other. So, for example, um, in our home audit that I mentioned, the discussion came up that, you know, especially after COVID, um, finding reputable contractors to come out and build ramps or, you know, make some home adjustments was really hard to do. Mm -hmm. And a couple of folks, especially widowed women said, I really don't know how to find someone. And we had discussion about that. And one of the participants, guess what? Her husband was a retired contractor and he actually worked to help folks within their church and in their community to do that type of work. So she was able to arrange with this gentleman to get her ramp built. And she had not been able to get it built for at least three years. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, and then, you know, a couple of folks, because we, you know, I try to record all of the successes. Because of doing that home audit, they decided they needed to install some hand railings, like in their garage, and they made changes um, in terms of, like, getting cracks filled Mm -hmm. on their driveway. But... Really, COVID had a huge impact 
on um, the activity levels of older adults mm-hmm. and being isolated. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like this huge snowball effect mm-hmm. because um, if you have a fear or if there's something worrying you, it was really like COVID, you know, how many messages did we hear about you need to turn off the news and just get outside? Yeah. Well, falls work the same way when people are afraid of going outside or going to do something because they may have a fall and that fear just continues to build and that lack of activity and that lack of self-confidence just grows. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I mentioned, we do talk a lot about being assertive and what's the difference between being assertive and being pushy. Mm -hmm. Um, But many times older adults are afraid to ask for help. But we talk about, you know, simple things you can do. So maybe you had all of your dishes in your kitchen that were up higher and as you get older that glassware is heavy and maybe you need to lower it down Mm -hmm. um so asking family or neighbors or grandkids you know coming over for help Mm -hmm. or if you go into the store and you find suddenly that you're tired and you need to sit down and there's no you you need assistance in asking for help um but it has been amazing to me the number of stories that I've heard where older adults have not asked for the assistance they've needed because they didn't want to bother someone. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and about much less serious things. It, it must be a really hard thing to have to ask. Well, we talk about, you know, and, and I don't mean to characterize our area, but it's also, I think, being in the South, we think of having good manners mm-hmm. is not being too needy. Yeah. So we have to really teach people how to be assertive and to ask for what you need. And that's one of the great things about if you carry a cane or if you have your walker, and people, everyone mentions this, mm-hmm. if they use their walker or take their cane, that young people will stop and open a door for them. People will slow down. Uh-huh. And so that's a good cue, a visual cue, especially if you're afraid you're going to be knocked down by crowds. Yes. Um, so, you know, and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. So we also build into the Matter of Balance program opportunities to practice all of these skills that we're talking about because assertiveness doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Slowing down doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Planning how, you know, you're going to do Thanksgiving, you know, with your family when there's a lot of little kids maybe in your family now if your family's grown in size. You know, you can't do that overnight. So maybe it requires a little bit more conversation and planning ahead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's been wonderful to see how creative and how many ideas are shared. Um, but as I mentioned, Every time, you know, I talk to someone new, the stories that I have heard about how a fall has impacted their health or their life, it has overwhelmed me. In fact, I was at one of the hardware stores the other day, and a lady shared with me um, that her mother had a fall, and she had her life alert necklace on, but because she had a fall, and I don't think she was in the floor too long, but it cut off circulation to her gut. She had some, she was in her 90s. So she ended up having gut issues as a result of a fall. That was the first that I'd heard. Wow. You know, so, and I was telling the staff that, you know, we do matter of balance. She said, well, just so you'll know, you know, we build, you know, um, the 
the ramps and do some of that. And I thought, well, you know what? I need to let folks know about that as well. There's just a lot of ideas and resources out there that you don't think about until you have a group of people Mm -hmm. who are managing the same type of health issue. So the the program's wonderful, and we get more referrals from folks who have gone through it um, in terms of how, you know, it's been impactful for them. Because one, one bad fall can take away all of your independent living. And we don't want to present, you know, we don't want to throw that out there and scare people, but that's really the truth of it. So most folks want to live independently as long as possible. It's about getting ahead of the Absolutely. issue. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Linda. This was really enlightening. I feel better prepared to have these conversations with the people in my life who could benefit from a matter of balance. (laughs) Absolutely. And so during the month of September, um, we actually are going to be doing a lot more awareness across the state Mm -hmm. to support fall prevention awareness. And there's some great um, online resources and things that are available. So if anyone out there hears this and want to learn more, you know, contact whether it's your local libraries or senior centers or extension offices or county government. There's lots of community resources and we too truly work together with that, um, trying to help people get connected. And also, if you're interested and you would like to be a volunteer and learn and actually teach the Matter of Balance workshop, because this program is offered at local faith-based organizations, community groups, libraries, we have more need for this probably than any other program. And as Gaston County residents continue to grow older, this is such a great program. So we're constantly recruiting new volunteers. So learn more by, you know, contacting North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.